Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He tended to play a little too much hero ball. It's a no-brainer selection for Jacksonville. I believe he's a true leader in every sense of the word. I just fear for your fan base that that's what's going to happen. You are listening to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. If you've heard the Locked On NFL mock drafts of the past, you're in for a treat because we are back and bigger than ever. Over this six-episode draft simulation special, you'll get all 32 first-round picks with our local Locked On NFL experts breaking down the selections for your favorite teams, Odyssey insiders and experts like Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, Ross Tucker, Jason LaConfora, and many others with their takes on the picks and our local college experts giving us some insight on the players and what they bring to their new NFL teams. Yeah, and we'll also be joined throughout each of the six episodes by our Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes host, some of the brightest draft minds in the business, to keep us up to date with storylines and winners and losers throughout the draft. And if your favorite team doesn't select in the first round, don't worry, they're covered too, as the Locked On hosts share their best fits for the, from the remaining players not selected in the first round. Unlike any other NFL mock draft you will ever see, you're going to get the insight from local experts on every pick, breakdowns from world-class experts, Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, Ross Tucker, insight from our locked-on college experts, analysis from our NFL draft experts, and our main desks with us, your hosts, NFL analysts and the hosts of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, me, Brian Peacock, and former NFL and college scout, Matt Williamson. I know those guys, dude. This is going to be a blast. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. It's always yeah. great. It's the biggest event on the network every single year. Matt, you and I have been involved now for multiple years, and this year, bringing the heat. There's more and more involved. It's going to be fantastic. Our friends at Odyssey involved now as well to make this thing even bigger, and it's going to be so much fun all week long. Without question. And I get asked about this throughout the year, too. Like, wow, what a production you guys put on for the draft. And it's getting even bigger. Um, I I can't wait to dig in, man. These picks are going to be fun, too. Absolutely. Let's get it going. To kick us off, we're going to hear from our local Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes hosts to give us some insight on the biggest storylines surrounding the draft and Odyssey NFL insider and Miami Herald columnist Armando Salguero gives us the breakdown on Odyssey's contributors and contributions to this year's ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Hey everybody, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak here from the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Getting this ultimate mock started for you guys. I'm very excited about this one because Ben and I, everybody who listens to the show, they know that we're very familiar with mock drafts. Whether it's midweek mocks, mock draft Mondays, sometimes we get a little wacky and do mocks on fan Fridays as well, but just it seems no matter what day of the week we're doing a mock draft, quarterbacks totally dominate the entire landscape. And I feel like that's going to happen again here for this ultimate mock. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. We're looking at the the likely first draft since 1999 that quarterbacks will go at least one, two and three overall. That was the draft with Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb and Akili Smith has not happened since. Yeah. We're also looking at five first round quarterbacks, which the only other time that that's happened in the uh, the 2000s is in 2018 with that Sam Donald, Lamar Jackson, you know, beautiful group mm-hmm. that that was. It's going to be as quarterback heavy of a first round as we've seen in the last several years. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I think that where Trey Lance and Mac Jones go after these first three guys, that's really going to tell the tale of this draft. And it feels like it's a different landing spot every single time. So that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to is we have this ultimate mock draft and 
That's going to be ultimately how the NFL draft goes in real life as well. So let's get it started. Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs here from the Draft Dudes podcast. And Kyle, this is a fascinating NFL draft that is on the horizon here. And while the quarterbacks always dominate the discussion, there's going to be a lot of other non-quarterbacks that are going to get selected in the draft. And so I guess the natural question is, where do we see that first non-quarterback come off the board? I think the guarantee is at five. Uh, I'll be fascinated to see what the Atlanta Falcons ultimately opt to do if they'll find a trade market that they find compelling, if they take a quarterback themselves, Kyle Pitts, you know, that conversation. But what I'm really interested in is we have what is perceived to be four top-level pass catchers available in this year's draft. And how did those players get valued and coveted versus the defense? Uh, this is a much of an offensive top-heavy draft class where do we see that first defensive player come off the board is my big wild card in this year's draft. Well, I think the first logical place would be the Denver Broncos at number nine. If they don't go with a quarterback or move up for a quarterback, but you have to think the Dallas Cowboys at number 10, having potentially their choice of the highest rated defensive player on the board just makes a lot of sense, but uh, we'll see. And that's quite the rarity to get through the entire top 10 potentially without seeing the other side of the ball get their name called once. Uh, the dynamics of this year's draft certainly unique, and uh, we're about to mix it up and find out exactly where some of these top prospects are going to land. My name is Armando Salguero. I've covered the NFL for 31 years for ESPN and the Miami Herald. The last three years, I've been part of the Odyssey NFL Insider Team, and I just want to share with you how truly excited I am to be part of the collaboration between Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 will include expert analysis from 15 Odyssey NFL Insiders, and we're here to give you the in-depth and inside knowledge on the selections made in this year's draft simulation. We teamed with the Locked On Podcast Network to provide over 70 voices throughout the biggest and best mock draft ever assembled. Our insiders include some of the brightest minds in sports, such as Brian Baldinger and NFL Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. And we're going to bring you the details you must not miss throughout the six-episode series. As we get started, make sure you're following the podcast on the Odyssey app so you get immediate updates once the next episode drops. And thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey, your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. And with that, Matt, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock with pick number one in the ultimate mock draft, which means Tony Wiggins, host of Locked On Jaguars, has the selection. I don't think we can expect any curveballs here. We've known what this is going <laughs> to be for a month. A very easy selection here for our leadoff hitter, Tony Wiggins, to make this pick. Yeah, not a lot of intrigue here, but the uh, the payoff should be gigantic for Jacksonville. Let's go to Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars with the number one selection in the Ultimate Mock Draft. Hi, I'm Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. With the first pick of the 2021 draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. If the term, don't overthink it, was a draft selection, this would be it. Urban Meyer didn't come out of football retirement to come to Jacksonville to pick anyone else other than Trevor Lawrence. He came here because Trevor Lawrence is a can't-miss prospect. He checks all the boxes. This isn't about selling tickets. This isn't about him being in close proximity to Clemson or his hometown of Georgia. This is about the fact that Trevor Lawrence is the most highly acclaimed quarterback since possibly Andrew Luck in the last decade and a half. The bottom line is this. He checks all the boxes. There's nothing fancy about it. He is the kind of guy that many people believe not only can make every throw, but makes his teammates feel like they can always win the game with him in the game as the quarterback. The bottom line is the kid has been the best player on the team since he's been 10 years old. It's a no-brainer selection for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville. Let the Trevor train begin, and you better get on it because he's going to be the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars starting in 2021. 
He's the first pick in the draft. Let's see what happens next. No surprise there. We've known this was going to be a selection, I mean, for years, to be honest, right? As soon as Trevor Lawrence jumped on the scene with Clemson, played so well, won games so early in his career. It was like, okay, well, whenever he comes out, he's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars that won that pick, and that was the marriage with Trevor Lawrence. We saw that coming from miles away. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for years away, like you said, and I mean, he's a rare prospect that really is hard to nitpick his game. I mean, he has it all. He could really, you know, transform this entire organization. And what I think is super interesting is now they have so many picks. I mean, do they try to rebuild the defense? Do they make it, you know, around Lawrence to make his rookie year as successful as possible? So they're not done. Yeah, we're going to hear from Tony again at pick 25. If he stays put at 25, they have a ton of ammo. Uh, They have the first pick in the second round. Obviously, the Jaguars do. They can maneuver around. He can come up again. So we'll see where else Tony goes to help build this Jacksonville Jaguars, the new regime in town coached by Urban Meyer and it's going to be a lot of fun and they got their franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence let's hear more about the pick with our Odyssey expert of the Miami Herald, Armando Salguero The question of whether the Jacksonville Jaguars can maximize Trevor Lawrence has to be first addressed with can Trevor Lawrence maximize himself and make no mistake, he is a perennial all-pro prospect He has all the intangibles of leadership. He has great arm talent. He has size. He has the pedigree. He's done it for the Clemson Tigers. All that's great. But is he a finished product? Absolutely not. You have to understand, he threw five interceptions in his last six games. Uh, He needs to incorporate the slide into his game uh, as a runner. He hasn't done that. He needs to incorporate the slide in the pocket a little bit better because he's going to be under pressure a lot and he has to be able to maintain his throws and his vision down the field. He sailed a few more balls than what you would like. If you watch him on tape, those were a little bit of a, of a hiccup that he suffered. So those things are obviously nitpicks. They are correctable. But before the Jaguars are maximized with their quarterback, their quarterback has to address some things. The Jaguars had the NFL's second worst defense in the NFL last year, yielding an average of 30.8 points per game, which was uh, surpassed only by the Detroit Lions, who allowed 32.4 points per game. So, of course, having said that, I'm going to tell you that they need a tight end. And the reason I'm going to say that is because they don't have a good pass-catching tight end on the roster right now. They added Chris Manhurts from the Carolina Panthers, and he's a good inline blocker. But they need an F, and they need that to obviously help Trevor Lawrence. Because they have Trevor Lawrence, they have to invest in protecting Trevor Lawrence. And that's going to be an ongoing situation for this team, not just this year, but down the line. And also, Coach Urban Meyer has said that he wants a top five defensive line. And they've done a lot of work at the defensive line this year. They've added four players in free agency and through trade. Look for them to continue to look at the defensive line because the head coach, he's brand new and he gets what he wants. And he wants a great defensive line. Not only do we have our team hosts making picks here, Matt, for all the NFL teams, all 32, plus whenever those other teams make their first selections that don't have first-round picks, we also have our college hosts to break down these players. And Candace Cooper of Locked On ACC is extremely familiar with Trevor Lawrence. What's going on, everybody? Candace Cooper here from Locked on Tar Heels, and I cannot wait to give you a little inside scoop here on some ACC action. We've got Trevor Lawrence, who is going to be the number one pick. By far, one of the best players we've seen in college football to date. He has been explosive, not only because of the long locks, but because of the long throws. He has been a dominant performer. He has taken Clemson to new heights. Obviously, this last season hasn't been the best, but Trevor Lawrence has given everything to his program the last three years. I'm pretty sure he said he would come back for a fourth, but we all know it's time to go make some money. Trevor Lawrence has a huge payday awaiting him. More importantly, he has a great program, an organization that he's going to have to turn around. We all know getting top of the draft, you're not exactly going to go to the world's best program, but Trevor Lawrence 
seems to be the guy that can lead any sort of room. Gives me Tim Tebow vibes, but more importantly, he has more athleticism and is probably going to have a longer career. Other than that, though, I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence on Sundays. That means the New York Jets now are on the clock. We are off and running Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coming up, pick number two through five on today's episode. The New York Jets are officially on the clock, and John Bushko getting ready to make his pick for Locked on Jets next. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful this Mother's Day. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Looking at the latest NFL draft props released at BetOnline.ag. My opinion would be wise to get in on this uh, Justin Fields 5-1 to action at the third overall selection. Mac Jones favored there, no surprise. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson favored at pick 1 and 2. First defensive player selected, Patrick Sertan. But you could get some better odds on Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons, maybe. Could Rashawn Slater usurp Penny Sewell and become the first offensive lineman selection? What about running backs and wide receivers? You can find those props and more over-unders when all these prospects will be selected at betonline.ag. Major League Baseball, Masters Weekend, NBA, NHL, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can Imagine, go to the website now, use promo code Locked On to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I wonder when the surprises will begin, Matt, in this ultimate mock draft 2021. Not yet with the first pick, Trevor Lawrence, as expected, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets now with a decision to make at pick two for the Jets. Most people expect this to be Zach Wilson. Matt, in your mind, is there any other way John could go here with the Jets' number two pick? Not to keep it real, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, to be very frank, Wilson is not my second favorite quarterback in this draft. Mm. I have a lot of respect for his game, but I wish I saw him operate under pressure a little bit at BYU. So uh, not quite the slam dunk prospect as the first pick. Well, let's see if it is indeed that BYU passer Zach Wilson for the Jets at number two, John Butchko. Now with the selection for the second pick in the ultimate mock draft for the Jets. This is John from Locked On Jets. And with the second selection, the New York Jets pick Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Picking Wilson allows the Jets to reset the clock. They now will have a young quarterback on a cheap rookie contract for four seasons. Wilson has all the tools you would want in a potential franchise quarterback. He's got a big arm. He's very accurate. Had a prolific season at BYU. This choice comes down to Wilson versus Justin Fields. It's really a coin toss, but if you look at the season Wilson had at BYU, I'm giving him the slight edge and making him the pick for the Jets at two overall. And it was BYU quarterback Zach Wilson going number two overall. Makes a ton of sense. I get why they would plug him in here. About halfway through the college season, everybody started to get very serious about Zach Wilson and jumped up into the first-round conversation. And then at a certain point, it was like, wow, this guy's arm talent, the way he's so loose and just can sling the ball from any platform all over the field. Really fun to watch and I think checked some of the final boxes he needed to in the postseason just by showing up big enough to where he wasn't a concern size-wise for NFL teams. Yeah, I mean, an extreme playmaker makes all sorts of unorthodox throws and makes them look easy. Um, you know, you hear these Mahomes comparison, which is the new cool thing to do, which is probably a little rich for anybody. But man, I mean, it's another new era in New York. Odyssey expert Jason LaConfora standing by to break down the Jets' selection of Zach Wilson at number two. 
There's a lot to love about Zach Wilson, and the Jets are indeed locked in with him on the second overall pick. But while the athleticism, while the big arm can make you salivate, there are caveats with Wilson, as always with young quarterbacks. He tended to play a little too much hero ball for some scouts like it, forcing things downfield, looking for the big play, Instead of just taking what a defense would give him, he often did this against lesser competition where you could go bombs away and look for chunk yards, but obviously things are going to be much more difficult at the NFL level. Will he have the necessary anticipation? Will he be able to get away with, at the NFL level, some of the things he did in college? Those will be big questions he faces. And as many former Jets quarterbacks could tell you, Will that team be able to incubate him properly to get him in position to succeed? We'll find out in 2021. If the Jets have, in fact, found their quarterback of the future, then yes, that puts them light years ahead of where they've been, but it doesn't solve all that ails this organization. Offensive line has been a major issue for years. They've got to come up with linemen and an ability to run the ball consistently to help their young quarterback. They could use additions at the tight end position, and on defense, frankly, there's room to improve at all three levels. They've lacked edge, natural talent for years. They probably still need multiple plural edge defenders. Linebacker, C.J. Mosley, got a ton of money a few years ago, has barely played for them. His contract allows the Jets to move on from him a year from now. Do they need to find a new face of that linebacking core, a new central nervous system, if you will? We know how important the middle linebacker can be and well they could probably use some help at corner as well so one pick will not be the solution to all the Jets problems with a little bit more insight into the player that is Zach Wilson going from the college ranks to the NFL we have Jake Hatch now standing by with some insight as the host of Locked On BYU what kind of football player was he in college and what kind of a young man are we expecting to see for the Jets in the NFL and honestly can he break the string of busts for the New York Jets here with this new regime I'm Jay Catch host of Locked On Cougars your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here with a breakdown of Zach Wilson BYU's quarterback what I think you need to know about Zach Wilson are three things one, a big arm, capable of making any throw required of him at the NFL level, whether it's the deep ball or the screen pass and anywhere in between, he can make any throw from inside or outside the pocket and from multiple arm angles. Number two, I believe he has underrated athleticism. This is a young man who ran for 10 touchdowns this past season for the BYU football program. He has the capability of getting himself out of pressure and out of situations where he might otherwise be in trouble and make plays with his feet. Third, I believe he is a true leader in every sense of the word. He came to BYU and they were coming off a 4-9 and nine record, their worst record in 40 years in 2017, rallied him just three years later to an 11-1 and one record and a number 11 final ranking this past season in 2020. I believe he will be a franchise cornerstone of the next level for an NFL franchise, whoever decides to take him. I believe he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, annually will be in the mix for postseason honors. I truly do believe that. As for a player comparison, a lot of people like to go with Patrick Mahomes. My pick would be Aaron Rodgers. Big arm, capable of making any throw required of him, but also that underrated athleticism that helps him make plays, whether it's scoring touchdowns with his feet or getting himself out of a jam, he can do it all. Hey everyone, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak from Locked On NFL Draft, back with you to discuss the first two picks as they are finalized here in this ultimate mock draft, not in real life quite yet, although Ben... We think that this is how it's going to go in real life as well. Jacksonville Jaguars went Trevor Lawrence at number one. Zach Wilson at number two. Is there any way it doesn't happen like this in real life? Uh, no. Uh, most most books, most sports books have taken the number one pick completely off the board. Uh, it probably, is yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Smart. You're not allowed to bet it at all. Uh, if number two is still available at books, it's Zach Wilson as an inordinate favorite. Uh, and the sense of the Jets trading from Sam Darnold the sense uh, that we got after the BYU Pro Day where it seemed that everybody was gossiping about how it's definitely the Jets. Uh, I would be stunned to see it go another direction. At this point, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, it, it feels like we, the first draft in a while where we're like really positive about the first even two picks. Right. But I think we are in this case where it, it's going to be Lawrence and Wilson. I agree. And, the, and these guys are... 
They're great to throw in the franchise. Of course, Jacksonville has been looking for a franchise quarterback for a long time. Sorry, Gardner Minshew fans out there. And also, we know that the New York Jets just moved on from Sam Darnold, so they know they're serious. That's a former number three overall pick that they moved on from. So, boom, boom. As expected, quarterbacks going one and two. You know what this means, Matt? I get to play double duty here. The San Francisco 49ers threw me for a loop about a month ago when they traded up from pick 12 to pick number three in the NFL draft. So that means I, as the host of Locked On 49ers, am now on the clock to make this pick for San Francisco at pick number three. Matt, do you have any last-minute advice before I make this selection? So a little bit, and you and I have talked about this a lot on Peacock and Williamson, and my hunches has come up from time to time on Locked On 49ers. <laughs> a little bit. I wouldn't go Mac Jones. I just fear for your fan base that that's what's going to happen. We'll see. There has been a ton of fighting within the fan base about this selection. I think I'm going to make most of the fan base happy with this pick. I think it's the only pick as I put my 49ers GM hat on and make the selection at number three in this 2021 Ultimate Mock Draft. Brian Peacock here, host of Locked On 49ers with the third pick in the 2021 Ultimate Mock Draft. The San Francisco 49ers select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State University. This pick has to be a quarterback after the Niners traded the 12th pick and two more first rounders to Miami to move up to number three. And Fields, for me, checks more boxes than the other candidates for this slot, like Alabama's Mac Jones and Trey Lance of North Dakota State. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said they want a top five quarterback in this league. Well, Fields has the upside of a player that you would potentially sell the farm to get. The talent is obvious. Fields has a rocket arm and is the most accurate passer in this class. And while he's a pocket passer, a huge criteria for the 49ers, he also just happens to possess 4-4 speed and can be utilized doing a number of things in the 49ers offense. You pair that with his toughness and competitive nature, and really the sky is the limit. Unlike some other prospects in this class, Fields has two full seasons of high-level college production, played the most difficult schedule of all of the top quarterbacks, and is the only player Kyle Shanahan has actually met before the 49ers made the move up to number three. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't have the ceiling to select this high, and while Lance's tools are tantalizing, his accuracy is a little worrisome, and one year of one double-A ball is just not enough of a sample size to make this type of selection. 49ers fans should be extremely excited for what Justin Fields could become in Kyle Shanahan's offense and his ceiling in a Shanahan system should scare the rest of the National Football League. I think the upside, Matt, of Justin Fields is what you're talking about there, right? That's why the pick can't be Mac Jones. It has to be someone like Justin Fields or Trey Lance at number three. You're moving up to, to swing for the fences, to hit that home run, and to me, the most boxes are checked by Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback here, which is why I had to go with him as the pick. I would have as well. And I think his athleticism, physicality, obviously trumps Jones's by you know a landslide. But when you compare him to Lance, I think Fields is much more accurate than Lance. You know, putting the ball in stride for Kittle and Samuel and Ayuk in this offense. So he's the best of both worlds for me. Our Odyssey expert for the San Francisco 49ers is Bonte Hill, host at 95-7, the game. Let's get his thoughts on my selection of Justin Fields at number three. Was Justin Fields the right choice over Mac Jones? I mean, come on, folks. Justin Fields, by far and away, could be argued as the best quarterback in the entire draft. I mean, think about what Justin Fields did for the Ohio State Buckeyes in his two seasons there. He led up to a national championship. He led up to a playoff appearance. And in that run to the national championship, his game over the Clemson Tigers was one of the most special college football games we've ever seen. The accuracy, the downfield throwing, the toughness that he displayed in that football game. Justin Fields, not only with his arm, beat Clemson, but he did it with his legs. When you think about the NFL today and what the prototypical quarterback is, it's not just a stand in the pocket and deliver the ball down the football field. It's a guy who could make the off-scripted play, a guy who could roll outside the pocket and make it throw 50 yards down the field with his eyes closed. Look, no disrespect to Mac Jones. Had a great career in Alabama, won a national championship, and he threw it to Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. But come on, folks. The right choice here is Justin Fields, and whoever comes away with Fields will be better off for it. Now, Justin Fields and Kyle Shanahan. What makes the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan's complex scheme? Now think about it. RG3, 
Kirk Cousins, Matt Schaub, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo. They all had a bit of success in the Kyle Shanahan system. But you think about a mobile quarterback who could move around the pocket, and this is why I think Justin Fields or Trey Lance would be the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan's scheme. You think about all the bootleg action. You think about all the RPLs, the run-pass option. Who better to run that than, say, Justin Fields or Trey Lance? This is a match made in heaven. So for all the people that want Mac Jones, for all the people that possibly want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the franchise quarterback moving forward, there is no doubt in my mind Justin Fields or Trey Lance is the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan's scheme. All the imagination, all the big plays, the explosion coming from the quarterback position with one of these two fine young men. Bring in Justin Fields, bring in Trey Lance because they would perfect the Kyle Shanahan scheme. The more people I talk to, Matt, the better I feel about the selection of Justin Fields to the 49ers, analysts, hosts, whoever. I, I, more and more people are starting to say, hold on a second, don't buy the Mac Jones stuff. It's got to be a higher upside player like Justin Fields. The 49ers go into the pro days of all these guys now and, and having a chance to look at all of them throw live. I think that's a situation where when you see one guy throw next to another, you realize how much talent Justin Fields has and what he can be on the NFL level. I want to hear from Jay Stevens next from the Ohio State University's Locked On podcast about the man that is Justin Fields. He's not only number one in the program, he's also number one in so many hearts. Justin Fields is officially a professional football player. Justin Fields is a quarterback. When I think about Justin Fields, there are a few things that come to my mind. Number one, he has a big arm. Oh, also, he's pretty accurate as well. He make the short. He can make the intermediate and a deep throw. This past season, 70% completion percentage was better than most quarterbacks last year that played college football. Number two, he is mobile. He can stay in the pocket elude tacklers and make the necessary throw he can run past your full four speed or he can run over you sturdy solid 225 pound frame and last but not least he has the it factor and if i want a quarterback i want my guy to have the it factor because i know just like justin fields did so many times while playing at ohio state he will rise to the occasion and do things that seem heroic not human and lead us to victory. Justin Fields, a quarterback, Ohio State fans grew to love him playing at Ohio State. And so many fans in the NFL do grow to love him as well. All right, Matt, three picks down and a whole bunch more to go to finish up round one and beyond with teams that did not have first round picks. We'll hear from every team in the NFL, starting with Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons in that Atlanta Falcons pick at number four next. You're trying to get in shape. You're trying to get that post-pandemic summer bod back. Nutrition's a big part of it. Find something full of protein that's low in sugar instead of a sugary snack that is going to derail your diet. I'm talking about Built Bar. You can also save 15% by using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. All the old flavors, fantastic ones, some new flavors. You see a lot of them in that Built Bar bracket during March Madness. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, even good for a keto diet. Feel good about yourself. Have a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Great for the health-conscious folks out there that can help your diet lose, maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com, find your favorite flavors, even build your own box of Built Bars. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. While Aaron Freeman prepares to get ready for his selection at number four, Matt, let, let's talk about this a little bit because things get extremely interesting here now. I think a lot of people don't know where the 49ers are going with their pick. They just know it's going to be a quarterback, so the position is known. So we're going quarterback, 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 one, two, three. That is now done. That has happened. Could we see four quarterbacks in a row here? Which, which direction do we see the Atlanta Falcons going with this pick, or do they go with the best non-quarterback available? Yeah, I think it's very interesting now. I mean, there will be some talk about who goes three, but we know what positions are going in the top three. I still think Matt Ryan can play, and they, they moved his contract around that he's probably going to be there for two-plus years. And I can and I never would turn my nose up at, at a quarterback prospect, and it gets a lot cheaper if you can. 
I just think Kyle Pitts is such a special player that Arthur Smith would do wonderful things with this passing game if you added Pitts to the mix. I can see both sides, and I would imagine Aaron Freeman's virtual phone is ringing off the hook with some teams that might want to try to get up here. Right, right. I mean, I think there's a 50% chance, maybe less, that Atlanta even picks it all here, and it wouldn't be bad to go Lance, it wouldn't be bad to go Pitts, and it might be best to say... You guys take those guys. We'll move down a bit and just rebuild a defense. And it looks like he's going to stick and select. The pick is in. Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons with the pick for Atlanta at number four. This is Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons with the fourth selection in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts offensive weapon from the University of Florida after talking with various teams about a possibility of a trade back, hoping to get a Miami Dolphins like Hall. Instead, those trade talks broke down and were willing to settle for the best non-quarterback in this draft class. And that player, of course, is Kyle Pitts, the unicorn of a tight end that is often compared to future Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson in terms of his potential to impact at the next level. And he helps this Falcon team build around Matt Ryan for the foreseeable future as they are committed to winning games as opposed to rebuilding. And Pitts not only gives the Falcons a dynamic playmaker at the tight end position, he also enhances their ability to convert in the red zone, one of their biggest weaknesses a year ago. And he now gives the Falcons a three-headed monster through the air as he joins Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And that sound you're hearing is various NFL defensive coordinators brewing another pot of coffee as they spend countless hours through the wee mornings as they try to figure out how they can slow down this Falcons offensive juggernaut. And it was Kyle Pitts who has just become a darling for everybody. I've never heard a single person say a bad thing about Kyle Pitts as a prospect, <laughs> right, yeah. right? Just a superstar tight end in the making. Extremely high for a tight end to be going in the NFL draft. As good of a prospect, though, as he is, Matt. Are you surprised that a tight end could get pushed up this high in the NFL draft? I think he's closer to Julio, who went in this range coming out of Alabama, a new teammate of his now, wow. than he is Joe Average, number one tight end off the board. I mean... He can block, that's fine, but he is just such a mismatch and abused the best corners in the SEC, first-round picks. I mean, I, I don't know how you match up to him. We'll see if Carl Dukes, our Odyssey expert, knows how you would match up with a player like Kyle Pitts, the number four pick for the Atlanta Falcons. His rare blend of size and athleticism at six foot six, 250 pounds, and running a 4-4, 40-yard dash, Kyle Pitts is special. His ability as a pass-catching tight end could force defenses to alter the way they construct their roster. He's a tough matchup for most linebackers and too big for most corners. He offers offensive coordinators the ability to align him all over the field, and Pitts will be a highly targeted, highly productive pass-catcher from the tight end position. He is a good blocker when he has to be, but that is not what makes Kyle Pitts special. He has a chance to become the biggest game changer in the 2021 NFL draft. He's a challenging matchup who might require specialty defenders, a rare combination of size, speed, athleticism, and elite ball skills. He's got great hands, and on top of all of that, he puts in the work on all three levels as a pass catcher. Kyle Pitts is a unique talent. It's about creating conflict. That's what Arthur Smith, the Falcons' new head coach, said. We want to consistently put stress on the defense. The Falcons will run an outside zone scheme, and Smith strives for balance. But it doesn't mean that they'll be 50% run, 50% pass. It just means you want to keep the defense off balance. Adding Kyle Pitts would help Arthur Smith do that. Smith wants to be more productive in the red zone, and Pitts would specifically help the Falcons do that. He consistently would win back shoulder fades, jump balls, and red zone looks. And whether the Falcons were in 11 personnel with one running back and one tight end, or 12 personnel with one back, two tight ends, Smith using motion to create mismatches with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and Hayden Hurst, along with Kyle Pitts, becomes a major problem for any defense in the NFL. While the OC of the Titans, Smith's offense ranked first in red zone touchdown percentage in 2019, second in 2020. Add an elite target like Kyle Pitts, and Arthur Smith expects to do the same in Atlanta. 
Brandon Olson is now standing by with his inside information watching Kyle Pitts up close, the host of the Locked On Florida Gators podcast. Brandon, what's the scoop on Atlanta-bound Kyle Pitts? Brandon Olson here from Locked On Gators. At nearly six foot six, 245 pounds, and with 444 speed, Kyle Pitts is one of the most talented height, weight, and speed freaks that we've ever seen. Florida head coach Dan Mullen went as far as calling him a unicorn. Whether he's lined up in line, in the slot, or out wide, Pitts is someone that defensive coordinators are going to have to account for on every single defensive snap and could give them absolute nightmares. He's also got one of the longest wingspans we've ever seen, and he knows how to use his height to his advantage. Four selections in the books, three quarterbacks, and one tight end. Historically, an odd start to this 2021 NFL draft. So an interesting start already. That means we've got a ton of defenders on the board, all of the defenders on the board, all of the, the big folks, the defensive linemen, the, the offensive linemen, and some of the top wide receivers, even though we've already seen the best pass catcher in Kyle Pitts go in this draft. And speaking of offensive linemen and pass catchers, Matt, I got to believe the Cincinnati Bengals at pick number five, that's got to be the direction they're looking here. Frankly, I would have been a little ticked off if I was in charge of the Cincy because I would have taken Pitts, but... I think Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase is a wonderful consolation prize. I probably would lean Sewell if it went this way, just because I like the receivers they can get on day two. Well, let's find out. James Rapine and Jake Lisko, the hosts of Locked on Bengals, are standing by with the fifth pick, and the pick is in. They're going big, they're going small at pick number five. Got a feeling they're going to help out their young quarterback, though, in Joe Burrow. Hi again, everyone. I'm James Erpine with the Locked On Bengals podcast. And with the fifth pick in the Locked On Bengals podcast 2021 mock draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. This was really a no-brainer for Jake Lisko, my co-host, and myself. Yeah, Penny Sewell's on the board, but Chase is a wide receiver one through and through, and he's going to come in and be a complete game changer for Joe Burrow. Of course, it helps that the two have a rapport, but that's not why we made this pick. And it also isn't because Burrow would love to play with Chase, according to reports. It's because of the player. He's special. The way he moves, the way he dominated the SEC and bullied opponents at just 19 years old. This is a guy that can completely change the Bengals offense. Of course, we consider trading back and Tried to, to finagle a deal to move back a couple of spots for those teams looking for quarterbacks. It didn't happen. And that was okay because you had Penny Sewell there, another guy we certainly considered. But due to the depth at offensive line in this class, we think we're going to get a pretty good offensive lineman, a starting caliber offensive lineman, and, and potential high-level guy in the second round. And so when you have a guy like Jamar Chase, someone who can instantly not only replace A.J. Green, but be the leader on an offense that has a couple weapons in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but not much behind them, you do it. So we took Jamar Chase. We're excited about the pick. And if the Bengals do this on draft night, I think a lot of Bengals fans uh, will be excited and some will wonder about Penny Sewell. But I, I think that this is the right pick, and that's why we made it. It'll be interesting to see if the Bengals pull this off on draft night next month. LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase being selected by the Locked On Bengals crew at number five. Jamar Chase, top five pick. Is he worthy, Matt, in your opinion, of a top five selection versus some of the other top wide receivers we've seen go in past drafts? I think there's a question about that because it is an extremely deep position. He's a wonderful player, and he abused great corners with Joe Burrow throwing to him, and that familiarity is useful as a 19-year-old. So let's not overlook that. But is he a transcendent wide receiver? And to me, that's what you're looking for if you're going to use a top five pick. I'm not quite so sure. So he'll be useful. There's no question about it. And Matt, how about the scouting report on Ross Tucker, our Odyssey expert here? Uh, you, you know him from back in the day, right? Back in the day, back before people even knew what podcasts were, Ross and I had the uh, were, were co-hosts of the Football Today podcast at ESPN and did similar things to what you and I are doing now many, many moons ago. He's a great guy. True OGs, Matt Williamson and Ross Tucker. Let's go to Ross and find out what he thinks about this pick for the Bengals at number five. Listen, I know that Alabama has two stud wide receivers in this draft in Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. 
But Jamar Chase is the guy. I mean, he is the best wide receiver in this draft class. I think by a, a considerable margin. You consider what he did back in 2019. Of course, he opted out in 2020. To do what he did at age 19, I mean, he was the guy for Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers. Absolutely dominant. Wasn't even eligible to go to the NFL after that year. He was more productive than Justin Jefferson. And all Justin Jefferson did was go out there and become the second wide receiver taken in the first round since 2015 to make the Pro Bowl, and he did it as a rookie. So it's hard to not think it's Chase. When you see what Justin Jefferson did for the Vikings and you consider that Chase is considered better, how do you not feel as if Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the 2021 NFL Draft? I love the big boys. I love guys like Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater. But ultimately, I think Cincinnati did the right thing here. As good as Sewell is, there's a little bit of concern that he can be raw. There are people, myself included, that think Rashawn Slater from Northwestern is a better player right now than Penny Sewell. So the Bengals saying, you know what? Let's make sure we have a number one receiver. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, those guys are really good two and threes. Let's get a number one stud because we no longer have A.J. Green, who we already know is absolutely in sync with our quarterback, Joe Burrow. It's a passing league. You got to score. They'll be able to get some good linemen in the later rounds. I think the Bengals did the right thing taking Jamar Chase. And you know who's really going to like this selection for the Bengals at number five is Matt Muscana, the host of Locked on LSU. He's been a busy man in our mock drafts the last few years with a ton of talented players coming out of LSU. And the second time in a row, he'll be talking about a Cincinnati Bengals draft pick. This is Matt Muscona with Locked on LSU. This may make some NFL executives cringe, but wide receiver Jamar Chase is as close a thing to a sure thing as there is in this draft. The last time we saw him playing as a sophomore in 2019, Jamar Chase was dominating future first-rounders like A.J. Terrell and guys like Trevon Diggs. Maybe the biggest compliment we can pay Jamar Chase is that Justin Jefferson just set the NFL rookie receiving record, and he was the second-best receiver on his team behind Chase, who opted out in the 2020 season due to COVID concerns. If anyone wondered if Jamar Chase still had the athleticism, he answered those questions at his pro day, running a 4-3-8-40 and leaping 41 inches. Jamar Chase is a day one impact receiver in the NFL, and provided he stays healthy, could be a great one. Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino of the Draft Dudes podcast, and we're underway in this mock draft for the 2021 NFL Draft. And one of the things we were most interested to see was what quarterback was going to get their name called third. A lot of buzz for Mac Jones. The recent momentum has swung towards Justin Fields. And sure enough, with this pick from San Francisco at number three, Justin Fields being the pick, this is the prospect in my eyes that makes the most sense given his physical skill set, his talents, his potential going into a Shanahan-style offense that is going to prompt him to get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. One of the big red flags with Justin Fields is just how long he is willing to hold the ball to look to create big plays. The Shanahan offense is not going to ask him to do too much of that, but he's still going to have the opportunity to play that play-action-style passing, take advantage of the grounded run game that, that San Francisco is going to stay true to, and take advantage of that big arm to hit some big plays down the field. So the, the Falcons at number four was always a fascinating spot for me because I thought we would learn a lot about the way Atlanta views themselves. Like, where are they in their life cycle? Do they trade back? out of the spot and a, and a team comes up and they get a bunch of draft capital they sit there and pick their quarterback of the future to you know succeed matt ryan or do they go all in on what they have right now and that's what they chose to do with kyle pitts the tight end from florida certainly a, a signal to us that atlanta thinks that they can win now and uh, kyle pitts can certainly help maximize what's left for matt ryan and the domino effect that's going to be played out here with Pitts going at four and then Cincinnati at five with a bit of a surprise spurning pass protection for Joe Burrow and drafting wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU embracing that reunion next you just got to get Joe Brady in town now and you, you got the whole gang back together from that championship team at LSU uh, 
Obviously, the vacancy there with A.J. Green leaving and going to Arizona in free agency. There is a spot in this wide receiver room for a high-volume pass catcher. Jamar Chase is going to have the opportunity to do that. And you know, best of all, he already has the chemistry with Joe Burrow. So much of what he succeeded with was based on timing and taking advantage of throwing away from leverage defenders in tight windows. Jamar Chase will dominate in those instances with a quarterback in Joe Burrow that he already has a strong working relationship with. Woo, all right, Matt. Day one is in the books. Five picks are in. We started off with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson two to the Jets, Justin Fields. I made that selection. Feel pretty good about Justin Fields to the 49ers at three. Kyle Pitts, the first non-quarterback in this draft, going to the Atlanta Falcons at four, and Jamar Chase to the Cincinnati Bengals at pick five. We kind of knew who one and two were going to be all along. Now we have some names put to this three, four, five area. Who do you think are winners and losers so far in this thing? Joe Burrow's an obvious winner. I think Matt Ryan's an obvious winner. And maybe a little more subtle winner would be a team, more teams like Denver, Washington, New England, mm. because there's still two quarterback prospects alive, you know, that they can still maybe get in this thing and get their signal call. That's a fantastic point. I would add 49ers fans to that who were uh, are very worried that <laughs> Mac bet. Jones, and there's just a, I feel bad for Mac Jones being you know, unfortunately forced into this at pick number three into the conversation, 49ers fans weren't having it. So I'm sure a lot of them would be excited to see Justin Fields there instead of Mac Jones. But I think you nailed it with the quarterbacks, especially Matt Ryan, because you start getting towards the end of your career. And that's a huge vote of confidence oh. for them to be sitting there at number four, going with a guy to help you at quarterback instead of replace you. Yeah. And you're throwing to Julio at the end of his career, Calvin at the prime of his career, Pitts at the beginning of his career with a mastermind offensive head coach to guide the whole thing. You know, not so bad. And we'll be back doing it again tomorrow and throughout the week, picking all of the first-round selections and beyond. For more on the selections made today, check out the Locked On podcast for each team, Miami, Detroit, Denver, Dallas, and New York, all ahead as well as the Carolina Panthers and maybe some trades in the works too, so you might not know exactly when your team is selecting, so you might want to tune in just in case if your team might be moving up an interesting and surprising selection on the way as well tomorrow. That's all coming as we continue the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network.